This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, hello, team. Thanks for joining me this week for yet another episode. We're already up to episode 45 which I can't believe. Soon we're going to be hitting 50. And I thank each and every one of you every week for giving this a listen because that really does truly help. So today we're talking about holidays because let's be real, the holidays stress us out, especially when it comes to our relationship with food and just how we're handling things in general with our food. So today's topic is literally that how to handle holiday eating because the holidays, they just cause so much damn stress. And I want to help you slow your roll this holiday season, especially when it comes to food and alcohol or any other thing that you're going to be enjoying, enjoying over the holidays, regardless of what you, what you celebrate. Okay. Now, first things first, let's establish, you know, really what the holidays mean, because the holidays mean something different to each of us. Uh, you know, my holiday experience is probably different than your holiday experience, especially since I, <laughs> I was actually raised uh, Jehovah's Witness uh, when I was younger. I, that lasted a few years, then we converted to Catholicism and, you know, complete 180. Um, and now, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much not a religious person. If, if I were to label my religion, you know, it would be probably a mixture of, of, well, being Buddhist and then also just gratitude, gratitude and kindness. Those are the religions that I follow. So just in case you're wondering, um, but obviously my family, they are Christian. So it is one of those situations where, uh, their holiday celebrations are a lot different than mine. For me, my holiday celebrations are generally with friends and family, um, especially from my partner's side of the family. And it's really just a time for me to connect with those people who are important in my life. And, you know, there have been a few years in the past where I've done Friendsgiving, for example, because I really love that. And, uh, you know, we do put a Christmas tree up every year, uh, especially now. We did get a Christmas tree last year. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, pandemic. We did we did end up getting a, a Christmas tree. And that's simply because I just love, I love this time of year. This is one of my favorite times of year between fall and and really like New Year's is, is just, I just love it. I love wearing winter clothes. I love getting bundled up. I love hot chocolate. Uh, I love just fires and I don't know. I I just love this. There's something very warm and cozy about it. And, uh, my wedding was on New Year's Eve. As you can imagine, that wedding was a bit crazy (laughs) and it was great because, because I had so many friends there and, and loved ones there. Um, but we also, you know, technically got married while hiking in early December, you know, my mom's birthday's in early December. I don't know. I just, I just love this time of year. All that to say, I love the holidays and, and just really what they can represent. And I don't mean what they represent commercially and in terms of, you know, spending money, things like that. I just love it for the fact that it helps encourage connect connection and, and culture and, community. Um, and it's a great time for you to help your neighbors 
or friends that might need a little bit of help, especially over the past year and a half. I know a lot of folks have come down hard on um, just finances and things like that. So it's a great time to, you know, possibly adopt a family or something like that. Anyways, let me step down off my off my little soap soapbox, but I just wanted you all to understand me personally, what my stance is kind of on, on you know, holidays in general, uh, because that does personally impact my relationship to holidays. Because remember, the holidays, they're all about your your culture, your heritage, your memories, and creating a family or a friend dynamic that serves you, hopefully, positively. So stressing out over food or what you're drinking, it's just not worth it. And and this is not meant to invalidate your feelings or, or anything like that, because how you feel and if you're feeling stressed about certain things, hey, that's how you're feeling. And I'm not saying don't feel stressed. I'm just saying being aware of that is a good thing. And then just recognizing that the holidays are meant to show you uh, that a couple of days here and there, or I'm, I'm trying to show you that a couple of days here and there when you eat different foods, you know, holiday foods and drinks, these things might not align with your goals. And that's okay, because this is really just a matter of a handful of days every year when it comes to holidays, birthdays, celebrations, weddings, things like that. Those days aren't really what impacts your progress overall. It's it's really about the other days, the other consistencies uh, in your life and week to week, okay? So ideally, this episode is really meant to to share with you how you can release and let go of the expectations that you place on yourself. Now, before we get, you know, kind of into some things that you um, can do in terms of like conversation tips and things like that, I did I do want to share, you know, hey, I, I was just in Sedona for about 10 days and I was there for the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival and also to coach for Vita MTB series. So we had a clinic, our last one day clinic of the year, and it was so awesome. Uh, I really loved it. Loved my co-coach. Shout out to you, Casey. But we just had a great group of folks and I love Sedona. It's, it's really fun. The biking is completely different than what I'm used to here in Colorado and elsewhere. Uh, and, you know, actually I was having a little bit of a glute issue from, of all things, vacuuming. And um, I was vacuuming the Airbnb because I'm kind of a kind of a neat freak. Don't tell anyone. Uh, so I was vacuuming the Airbnb and unfortunately it was just a hand, handheld vacuum and it caused a, a glute spasm. My flute, my flute was spazzing. And um, unfortunately I wasn't really able to bike very much uh, the last day that I was in Sedona with my friends biking, but the other days, you know, prior to that were fantastic and I really did enjoy myself. But all that to say, I was in Sedona. And if you know me at all, I do love wine. I love wine. Uh, you know, I, goodness, I, I just love everything about it. All right. So I did three wine tastings in Arizona because actually I haven't really had any Arizonian wines. So I wanted to give them a try. And my partner and I, we went out to get some wine and we had three urban wine tastings in 72 hours, uh, which isn't, you know, that bad if you've ever been out to, to California or Oregon or France or other wine specific regions in the world. Because honestly, you can do three wine tastings and three to five wineries in a day. But 
I'm not used to drinking alcohol. So, you know, this can add up. And I mean, generally speaking, I'll have maybe one alcoholic beverage a week, uh, maybe two if I'm feeling a little frisky, but I'm just not really big on drinking, but I do enjoy wine. But here's the thing. The fact that I had three wine tastings in 72 hours, uh, and plus I had a little bit of alcohol, you know, on the last day that we were in Sedona, had some mezcal, uh, cause that's my go-to drink. It's not a disaster. It wasn't a failure. My time in, in Sedona, it just wasn't a failure. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong or, or anything to be ashamed about, about me doing that and me going out and getting tacos and me going out and just enjoying things because food is food. Like I said, a couple of episodes ago, and I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, you know, there's nothing good or bad about food. Food, food has no morality. So the holidays are especially important time of year are are an especially important time of year to just keep that in mind because even if you do overindulge that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going quote unquote like off track um or you're you know diverging or anything like that and you know it it's just nothing it's it's just how i ate and it's how i drink and it's fine because guess what then, you know, when I got back a few days ago, or actually, uh, when did I get back? Just, I guess, yesterday or the day before. I don't know, time's a blur. Uh, I just got back to kind of how I normally eat and went to the grocery store, of course, because we had like absolutely no groceries. And I just started eating how I normally eat. And, you know, here's the thing. If I did gain any weight, I know that it's not fat that I gained. You know, it's generally probably just some bloating because honestly, I didn't have a ton of hydration. I wasn't the best at hydrating when I was in Sedona. And that's usually not the case for me just because I I do have that history of kidney stones. But, um, you know, it's one of those situations where it just was an off week for me in terms of my hydration levels. So that coupled with some alcohol and coupled with a lot of food that I just am not used to eating, you know, it's a little bit of a snowstorm in terms of, or a snowball effect rather, in terms of, possibly causing just some bloating and things like that. But here's the thing. We need to, we need to come to terms with the fact that the number that reads on the scale that you're weighing yourself on, if you do weigh yourself, that's not a reflection of actually your health and your biometrics and things like that, that are, that are truly important to your, your actual health. Uh, and to recognize that is incredibly, incredibly important. So when you go into the holidays, do keep in mind, maybe you shouldn't weigh yourself. If you do have the habit of weighing yourself, uh, maybe a few times a week or maybe daily, which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, um, unless you're able to let go of that number and you don't live on those day-to-day fluctuations, you know, as long as you recognize that your weight will naturally fluctuate and you acknowledge that every dip and, and peak in your weight is normal, and you're, you should be looking at trends for your body weight and not those daily fluctuations that might drive you crazy. So as long as you're not that type of person, you know, then it just it doesn't matter really what type of person you are. Just don't obsess over the number on the scale because that, again, it doesn't reflect your worth. It doesn't reflect you as a human. It doesn't reflect your health. It doesn't reflect very much except literally just how much you weigh. That is just how much space you take up 
on this planet. So, you know, first step is just to kind of not weigh yourself. Don't worry about that. I wouldn't even weigh yourself for a week or two after getting back from trips and things like that, unless you have no attachment to that number. Like if you, excuse me, if you have absolutely no attachment to your actual weight number, then yeah, sure. You can weigh yourself, but don't get all bent out of shape. If you gained a few pounds, just recognize that it's probably some bloating and it's really not important. And it will pass, especially once you do start to get back to your routine and back to your hydration and things like that. Okay. You know, ultimately my approach with food is I want your food and your intake of, of beverages and things like that. I want all of that to be sustainable. I mean, hell, if you go on my website, that is the first thing that pops up on the very first page is I want this to be sustainable for you. This is your sustainable health. This should be something that you maybe don't think about constantly when it comes to food and things like that. And you should be able to trust yourself in certain situations. And I know a lot of folks can lack that because they just think, well, no, if I eat that, it's going to go right to my hips. What is that saying? Like a moment on the lips is a, a lifetime on the hips or whatever bullshit that is. Oh my goodness. Just stop saying that stuff to yourself. Please, please do yourself a favor and stop saying yourself, say, saying those types of things to yourself. And if you're around people that say that type of stuff, well, maybe you should start to find new people to be around you. I'm sorry to be so harsh when it comes to that, but you know, if your friends are, are too busy talking about how much you weigh or what you're eating or how much you're eating, then you need to find new friends. Um, there's a little dose of, <laughs> of reality for me. Sorry to be blunt, but I'm not sorry. So sustainable health and eating is really just a matter of having, you know, a sense of satisfaction about your food and having a sense of ease and, uh, and really just effortlessness around your food. You know, there should be kind of a level of automation to where you, you know what you like, you, you know, the key proteins and carbs and vegetables and, and fats that you enjoy and now you're just trying to piecemeal them together in your daily life and daily daily intake of food. And, and, you know, keeping in mind that, yeah, your intake of food does fuel you and your adventures and your goals and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, but my goal is always to have you ultimately, you know, not really spending a ton of time thinking about your food nonstop and just learning to trust you and your approach to choosing what and how you eat and eating it, you know, mindfully as best as possible and moderately, if, if moderation is a better word for you than mindfulness, because I know mindfulness can kind of be aloof or just a very, uh, just an, a distant word that some folks can't really wrap their brain around and that's fine. But once you find that sustainable way to eat, then that's great because then you pretty much just do it on repeat and you know, again, the goal here is not to have your food be perfect, especially over the holidays, but the goal is for you to be consistently present in your meals, because the more present you are in your meals, the better off you're going to be and the better off you're going to enjoy that moment and create those memories with your family and loved ones. And, you know, honestly, just enjoy your meal better. And, to me, that's the magic that I want you to, that I want you to experience. Um, and I just realized I'm clapping, clapping right near the mic. So I apologize for that, but I talk with my hands if you haven't realized that yet. So all of that to say that, you know, if you want the sweepstakes casserole, 
eat the sweet potato casserole. I'm making sweet potato casserole next week. Um, oh, damn it. That reminds me. I didn't get those ingredients at the grocery store today. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. <laughs> so, you know, I'm making sweet potato casserole. We're making those little mini croissants uh, that literally come out of those tubes. I think Pepperidge Farm makes them. I don't even remember. And yeah, we're totally making, no, Pillsbury. Pillsbury makes them. Uh, we're making those. We're picking up a small turkey from Whole Foods. Like, I mean, it's it's going to be a chill Thanksgiving with just us. We're not we're not uh, seeing any family, but we are going to you know go over to our neighbor's house and enjoy some adult beverages after dinner. And it's one of those things like I'm not frantic over these foods that I'm eating, you know, over the green bean casserole or anything like that. Because how often do I eat green bean casserole? Probably twice a year. And yeah, there's going to be leftovers, so I'll probably eat them for like maybe a total of six days for the entire freaking year. Same thing with the sweet potato casserole. I mean, again, probably six days out of the year. That, I'm trying not to get upset, but that single week is not what's going to make a change or a difference, drastic difference in your entire year of progress or whatever. It's not going to impact my performance at my races, you know, for example, in 2022. It's, it's six freaking days, you know, between Christmas and Thanksgiving and then some New Year's drinks and maybe throw in a wedding and throw in my birthday and throw in my partner's birthday, maybe throw in a couple of other friends' birthday. You're looking at maybe like two weeks out of the year. Plus, if you add in a vacation, great, like what I just went to Sedona, it's almost two weeks and you're looking at what, a month? Last time I checked, the calendar has 12 freaking months. So you have plenty of time. Those days here and there aren't what makes a difference. So hopefully me adding up those days throughout the entire year just goes to show you how little impact those meals have. Because also keep in mind, you know, during those holidays and during vacation, yeah, not all, I mean, I'm hoping that not all of your meals are going to be egregious, right? They're not going to be decadent unless maybe you're on an all-you-eat, all-you-can-eat cruise or you're in Vegas and you're doing it right and you're doing the all, all-you-can-eat buffet. But here's the thing. That's why mindfulness is so key and pausing and taking a moment. When you go to, to plate your food for the holidays, step one, I want you to think about the foods that you want. Take a look at the spread, the spread that's in front of you. Pick the things that you want. If you want the cranberry juice or cranberry sauce out of a can, great, eat it. I don't give a crap. And you shouldn't give a crap either. I'm going to have my sweet potato casserole. I'm going to have some green bean casserole. I guess we're a fan of casseroles. I'm going to have some damn turkey. Probably going to put some gravy on it. And I'm going to have a glass of wine with dinner. Really? I mean, is that what we're stressing out over? Plus my my leftovers the next day, which I'll probably honestly make into a sandwich, um, you know, or just a plated, another plated meal. But I'm not having that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, although that would be amazing. So step one is to, f- to first of all, figure out what the hell you want to eat and intentionally choose those things. If you want to slice a pumpkin pie, great, you know, select that. If I just offended you by suggesting pumpkin pie, and maybe you're a pecan pie or a pecan pie, however you want to say it, uh, fan, then by all means, have that pie that you want. Uh, The point is, is you're intentionally choosing, I'm going to eat this. Great. Plate your food. Second step. 
take the food and sit down with the plate in front of you. Have some water next to you. Have whatever beverage you want to have. Again, put some intention intention behind this. And sit. I want you to sit your ass down. Don't eat while standing. Third thing, eat slowly. Maybe set down your fork in between bites. Have a sip of the wine. Have a sip of the water. Whatever beverage you're drinking in between you know, every couple of bites. Enjoy the conversation that you're having with your family. At least I hope you're enjoying the conversation that you're having with your family. But take that moment to absorb the people around you while you're absorbing the food and savoring the food. The key here is to take time with your food. Savor, 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 savor. Chew it slowly, you know, uh, chew the food. It's, it's not going anywhere. And I think the moment that you realize that your meal is not fleeting, and you can actually stand up and get some leftovers if you want to. That's fine. That is your call. But once you have that mentality of plenty, of having plenty in your food, in your in your house and with your meals, and not this uh, feeling of of just fleetingness with your food. Once you realize that you know you can get up and you can you can eat, eat some more food if you want to that will make it less rushed. That will make you feel like you're not forcing another plate into your mouth or something like that. But once you just slow down and, and chew each each bite as thoroughly as you possibly can, that in and of itself is really what's going to help make a difference. Because when you're savoring the food and you're really slowing down your eating pace, this is when you're really you're realizing your your hunger levels. You're acknowledging when you're full or when you're satisfied, because ultimately I want you to get to that point of just feeling satisfied and feeling satisfied is, is, is the point where maybe your stomach's not growling anymore. You're not necessarily hungry. So you're not actively, you know, hungry in terms of your stomach, you know, making those noises. I know mine's making those noises. Mine's actually making those noises right now. So I apologize if you, if you're hearing them, but the point is, is eating slowly is really going to help you recognize your satisfaction cues and know when you're, when you're comfortable, because that again goes in hand in hand with the sustainability part of all of this is you want it, you want to feel satisfied and not stuffed. Okay. So satisfied and not stuffed. So again, be intentional with what foods you're, you're selecting, sit down and then savor. All right, so select, sit down, and savor. Those are the biggest three steps that I can share with you when it comes to how to handle holiday eating, while also just recognizing that, you know, the holidays in general aren't really what's going to impact your overall progress throughout the entire year. Okay, so be gentle with yourself. Now, also, I wanted to wrap this up by talking about food pushers in our family or with our friends who practically force us to eat their homemade pies or other delectables, right? We all usually have that, that person or, or people in our lives that make these amazing things. Um, or, you know, the, the friends and family members who maybe make us feel weird if we don't drink alcohol. You know, I have quite a few sober athletes that I work with as well as, you know, sober friends. And I could never imagine 
making them feel guilty for not drinking because that's their choice. Just like it's my choice to have some wine and enjoy, you know, a glass or two a week. That's my choice. It's their choice not to have alcohol. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's like being shameful of a, or, or inflicting shame upon a vegan. Because keep in mind, that is, again, their choice. That's their decision. You can't police how other people are eating uh, and enjoying food. So remind yourself that in these times when you have food pushers or people who make you feel guilty about drinking alcohol or make you feel shameful for eating a large meal or something like that, I can't tell you how many times I've had folks tell you, are you going to eat all that? Are you eat, Are you cleaning the whole plate? damn right I'm cleaning the whole plate. Like I've got sweet potato casserole on my plate. I'm cleaning this damn plate. So don't make me feel guilty. Um, but they even tell me these things like when I'm just eating lunch or something like that sometimes because I'm, I'm petite and I do eat a fair amount. But again, intentionally, I intentionally eat these things. In these moments, when you find yourself am- among these individuals, remind yourself that these, these folks are only insecure in their own health and fitness or in how they eat or don't eat. It is not a reflection of you and your hard work. It simply, it, it simply makes them uncomfortable to see you eating or being a way that they wish that they could possibly be as well. And again, it's, it's not a reflection of you or what you're doing. It's a reflection of them. So please, please recognize that. And don't be, don't be hard on yourself if you're you know, Uncle Bob is giving you a hard time about not drinking alcohol or or eating too much or whatever. I feel like we all have an Uncle Bob, right? Actually, I do have an Uncle Bob. Uh, So let's recap. This holiday, take it slow. Savor things, especially the time that you spend with your loved ones. Enjoy the meal or the drink in front of you, as well as the people around you. You know, the holidays are a time for connection and love not a time for stressing over the food or anything else in front of you. All of that being said, I hope that you have an incredible holiday and savor, savor every damn second that you have. Life is short. You know, we have to savor those moments that we have with ourselves as well as those loved ones in our lives. Well, much love to you all and all of the gratitude for listening to this episode today. If this episode was helpful, please do share it on the socials and subscribe if you haven't already, because you mean a lot to me and your support means so much to me. That being said, I hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful holiday, and I will catch you next week. Bye.